Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Offside Rule Euro Show is brought to you by HTC, official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Hello, it's another The Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC, official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Uh, we are back. I speak collectively for myself, Lindsay Hooper, joined by Hayley McQueen. Hi there. And Kate Borsay. Hola. Hello. Uh, We're going to crack on, ladies, because it's like a pressure cooker, match week three. Everything starts to take a turn. Lots of football teams now in the Champions League and Europa League need to pick up points, don't they? Vital ones. Uh, So let's run through, first of all, the fixtures. I feel very much like Bruce Forsyth. You know, when he has has his girls (laughs) to his left. I'm going to hand over to Kate Borsay, who's going to give you a few fixtures for this week. Well, Manchester City head over to Russia. This game played behind closed doors because of all the events when CSKA Moscow, their opposition, played Roma. So Behind closed doors, Manchester City head over to Moscow. That's on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, Chelsea play Maribor on the back of that great win, Chelsea against Sporting Lisbon. Should be an interesting tie. On Wednesday, Liverpool play Real Madrid, the first of back-to-back ties between the two teams. Real Madrid come into it having won the last two games. Liverpool have been decidedly shaky so far and very, very much criticised after their loss against Basel in the last match week. Uh, finally, Anderlecht take on Arsenal. Belgian side Anderlecht. It'll be interesting to see how Arsenal get on. They, of course, were disastrous against Dortmund and then rescued things with a very convincing win against Galatasaray 4-1 in the last match week. In the Europa League, Tottenham Hotspur take on Asterisk Tripoli, a game that we're hoping to get to, Lindsay. Lille take on Everton. Good match for Everton, that one. It'll be a good indication of where they're at. And Celtic take on Astra. And a reminder as well, with all of those teams, uh, we keep getting in some lovely little nuggets of blogs from football writers up and down and all over the country and all over the world. Go to Offside rule-europeanfootball.com for some of those and you can follow us on Twitter on match nights as well because we have live updates of scores and um, that's at offside rule pod so we're going to talk about girls uh, a few different teams starting with our usual topic tell me something I didn't know because often what happens when we go into European football Champions League or Europa League is that we have teams that we don't know that much about that are facing English opposition and um, it usually happens so we're at that point in the group stages where we'll continue with that topic hey 
Bailey, you had the task of choosing, first of all, between Maribor or Anderlecht. Who did you go for? I've decided to go for Maribor because we were founded just in 1960. So they haven't been around for that long. But I'll tell you what has been around for a very long time. They have the oldest vine in the world in Maribor. That's right. Plenty of juicy grapes growing <laughs> off it to make lovely wine. And their nickname are the Purples. I don't know if it's got anything oh, to do with the grapes and the wine, but they wear a purple kit and they're called the Purples. Um, they're the most successful club in Slovenian football history, winning 11 First League titles, eight Slovenian Cups and three Slovenian Super Cups. Um, the traditional colour is purple. Apparently, though, it was influenced by the club's first ever captain, Otto Blažnik, who drew inspiration from Italian club Fiorentina, who were one of the most successful sides in Europe at the time of Maribor's founding, which I mentioned was in 1960. They're academy, well that's been hailed as one of the best in the country. Not the world, not Europe, just the country, but it's very good. In 2002, a record eight Maribor players were called up for Slovenia's under-17 squad and for the um, UEFA European under-17 championship, showing a a real bright future for the club. Um, Marcos Tavares is the uh, captain. He helped his side to four league titles during his time. 77 goals and 188 league appearances, winning the Player of the Year Award twice, which is known as the Purple Warrior Award. Do you think when he wins that award, he gets some of the wine? I bet he gets a few, doesn't he? Yeah. Who are Chelsea going to be facing? Well, it's a side who lost at the weekend. It's their first defeat of the season at home. So unfortunately... They're going to be facing a Chelsea side who are doing great things at the moment, famous for their Champions League success, of course. They'll be slightly worried, I reckon. Yeah, Chelsea unbeaten in the Premier League. Can they go the whole season unbeaten? That's Mm. another story for a different podcast. Well, Maribor are unbeaten in the Champions League. They held Sporting Lisbon and Schalke already, so maybe they could do it again against Chelsea. Could be a tough matchup. Uh, Kate, I gave you the task of heading down to the Europa League and giving us an update on Spurs opponents. Yes, yeah, Spurs take on Asterisk Tripolis. Now, we in a prior podcast were um, amusing ourselves with what else these uh, some of these Europa League teams could be. We mentioned Asterisk along the lines of stars and astronomy. Well, we're absolutely correct. Asterisk in Greek does mean star, so we weren't too far away from that. Um, now, they're a Greek team. Team, um, who've been dissolved and merged uh, with other teams and brought back to life loads of times in their 80-year history. But they're now in a very purple patch. So they've had a, a kind of a really bizarre few years, actually. So starting in 2001, they remained unbeaten at home for over five years. They moved up four divisions in that time. So we're talking about something similar to what Southampton um, have done in a couple of other teams. They moved up four divisions in that time and then eventually earned promotion to the Greek Super League in 2007. And that's where they've remained so far. They're unbeaten in the Europa League group stages so far. Uh, Between 30 and 35% of Asterisk's players are Argentinian. so whether that's behind their success, I don't know, but they certainly seem to be a hotbed for Argentinian talent. Now, I know how both of you like to get your teeth into an eccentric owner. So when we go for Celtic's opposition, Astra, it's all about Nicolay. Um, he is a Romanian billionaire, 60 years old. He's been bankrolling the club since 1996 and he's a keen hunter. In fact, if you Google him, uh, there's some great pictures of him with his rifle and in his hunting, <laughs> in his hunting get up. 
Um, but he is the sort of man to pull the trigger when it comes to managers, not literally with his hunting stuff, um, but he does pull the trigger on managers quite a lot. At the moment, they've got a new head coach, Oleg Protasov, who's been in the position um, for less than three weeks. Now, assuming that he's still in charge, he was a Soviet Union striker because he might not last that long in the post. Uh, we'll see how he gets on in the Europa League. It could be a brief tenure at the club. He wouldn't be the second or the third owner in recent times. In fact, forget recent times. He's the, he'd be the club's 17th head coach in a little over five years. He is the third in 2014 alone. Um, Of the 34 separate coaching stints since 96, only two of the head coaches that uh, Protasov has put in charge have lasted more than a year. He... He surpasses any Premier League owner, doesn't he? Um, he is that sort of man. He wants quick success. Um, he also is just that eccentric sort of guy that he he doesn't really have much tact. He fired one of his managers live in a TV studio. Um, that was happening on Romanian television at the time. Um, he is that kind of guy and you, you just feel for them. Going into the Europa League, if Celtic do get the better of them, <laughs> at the press, another one bites the dust, I think, could be the song that they'll be playing. Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats, and news on the HTC Football Feed app. Available for free on Google Play. On to topic two in just a second after we've heard from our foreign experts. First, though, another competition plug. This is courtesy of UEFA and HTC. Uh, they've joined together to give you the chance to go and see Arsenal play and elect at the Emirates on Tuesday, the 4th of November. If you're an Arsenal fan and if you're free that evening, if you want to go and see some Champions League football, the competition is open. Uh, until midnight on Wednesday, the 29th of October. That's how long you've got to enter. All you need to do is tell us who was Arsenal's top goal scorer last season in all competitions. There is a hashtag that they can use, Hayley. Yes, it is hashtag HTC Offside. Simple as that. Use that. We'll find you on Twitter or you can go via our website, um, offsiderule-europeanfootball.com and you can get all the terms and conditions there for the competition too. So good luck with that, folks. It's a tight turnaround, so get those entries in. On now to Law James and Rhiannon Jones. And I have to big up Rhiannon because out in Spain this week, she managed to get hold of Paul Clement, the assistant coach at Real Madrid, ahead of their tie at Liverpool because they're coming to Anfield, aren't they, Kate? Mm, they certainly are. And uh, she managed to grab Paul for a few words. So she's going to put that into her report. So stay tuned. Yes, so we're going to hear from her. But first, Law James focusing on all things French football. The European Report with Law James. Girls, thank you very much. Let's take a look at the Europa League first. A win at Lille will see Everton on seven points and five points clear of third place. They've still got three games to play after that as well. And to be honest, Evertonians, it's not out of your reach. René Girard's men have failed to spark imaginations playing... It's fair to say, pretty dull football. Nobody enjoys watching Lille at the moment. And it's hard not to be distracted by takeover talks off the pitch. Sticking with Merseyside uh, and France, if you're a Liverpool fan, do not expect to see Lille's on-loan teen sensation Divock Origi back at Anfield anytime soon. With Balotelli off the boil and Daniel Sturridge's injury concerns, director of football Jean-Michel Van Damme is on red alert. He said it's impossible for Divock to go to Liverpool, his contract is clear and he stays until June. Monaco are home to Benfica on Wednesday in the Champions League. They're only 10th in Ligue 1, yet their European form really isn't that bad. 
Yet to concede, and with four points, they're definitely my bet to top Group C. Even the mega-rich have money worries sometimes, as hard as it is to believe, and it's usually to do with financial fair play. According to L'Equipe, Monaco posted a loss of €94 million Euro for the 2013-14 season. Regulations say that clubs can only lose €45 million Euro over two years, although their offloading in the summer will surely have helped them there. Paris Saint-Germain are still injury hit, meaning Marquinhos, Ezequiel Avetsi, Adrien Rabiot and, of course, Zlatan Ibrahimovic missed tonight's Champions League tie to Apoel in Cyprus. David Luiz, Lucas Stein, Blaise Montuidi and Thiago Motta, however, are all in the squad, despite slight injury concerns with these players. All eyes will be on Edison Cavani, however. A big response from him is expected after he was immediately sent off for gesturing, as if he were holding a gun in celebration of his penalty against Racing Club de Lens. La Liga with Rhiannon Jones. Hola chicas, well my heart's split for this one as Real Madrid get ready to take on the team of the Joneses, Liverpool. We'll be lucky if there isn't a Jones family breakup before the night's out on Wednesday too. The defending champions have maximum points in Group B but will of course be wary of a side that beat them at 5-0 on aggregate in the 2008-2009 round of 16. However, Carlo Ancelotti's men are certainly proving a side to be reckoned with again this season, both domestically and in Europe. They've won seven successive matches and scored 30 goals in eight league games. They made it back-to-back 5-0 victories on Saturday at Levante, and that was without key men Karim Benzema, Sergio Ramos and Gareth Bale. The Welshman still a doubt for Wednesday because of a muscle injury. That game saw two more goals from Cristiano Ronaldo, who took his league tally for the season to 15, breaking Esteban Echevarria's 71-year-old record for the highest scoring start to a Spanish campaign. The Portuguese star alone has a better scoring average than most teams in Europe. So a big week ahead for Real Madrid. I caught up with their assistant coach, Paul Clement. Yeah, it's true. We're in a very good position at the moment. Um, We're very happy with the team and the performance uh, performances that we've been putting in uh, over recent games. Controlling games, scoring a lot of goals, and you know also defending well. So, you know we're pleased with that. Um, we know we're going into a very very difficult game uh, against Liverpool. Although they're not in the best of form in terms of their league position, they're a very dangerous side, um, particularly at home where they have fantastic following. Um, we're expecting a really strong atmosphere from the Liverpool supporters. We know it's a special place, particularly on European nights. Um, I've experienced that myself uh, when I was at Chelsea playing there, both in the league and also in the Champions League as well. Um, so it's a special, special fixture and it's a special place to go and play. Um, and I think the match-up of the two clubs um, with the history, particularly in the European competition, five European Cups for Liverpool and ten for Real Madrid, makes it... Um, an especially exciting tie. You know, I'm also looking forward to, to going there because someone I work with closely at Chelsea is the manager, Brendan Rodgers, and uh, I know some of the other staff as well. So from a personal point of view, really looking forward to, one, going back to England and playing a game. Um, and secondly, locking horns with some, uh, some old friends and um, should be a really exciting night. And you know, we're going to be working really hard to secure the three points. 
Paul Clement there speaking exclusively to the Offside Rules new Euro show. An exciting clash on Wednesday to look forward to, but of course players and coaching staff will no doubt have one eye on Saturday's Classico. It'll be interesting to see if Luis Enrique chooses to rest some of his key players against Ajax ahead of that trip to the Bernabeu. Barcelona can ill afford another slip-up in Group F. Elsewhere, after just one win in eight league games, 16th place Athletic Bilbao head to Portugal, hoping to extend their one-point lead at the top of Group H, while Atletico Madrid, who extended their unbeaten home run in La Liga to 24 matches at the weekend, are back in action at the Vicente Calderón on Wednesday when they host Malmo. That's it from Madrid. Adios, chicas. Check out the European football section on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Great to hear from Rhiannon Jones and Lord James there. And wasn't it brilliant to hear from Paul Clement ahead of the game? Merci and gracias. Uh, a real exclusive there for this podcast. So thanks very much, Paul. We'd also like to flag up that there's a brand new blog from one of our European experts. Susie Schaff has actually done us a nice little blog. I know that you've cast your eye over it, Kate. Yeah, she talks Schalke and Roberto Di Matteo. So if you're a fan of German football and want to know more about that, pop over to the website offsiderule-europeanfootball.com. Lovely. And we're going to finish by talking from reject to Champions League or European League hero. I'm going to give you an example here. Uh, Marcus Rosenberg failed to score a league goal for West Brom in 18 months. I'm sure Baggis fans will remember. Uh, But he's now scoring pretty much for fun as Malmo prepared to take on Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. I can also tell you that he didn't score once, but three weeks ago he scored twice as Malmo beat Olympiacos 2-0 to pick up the first points the Swedish side had secured in the competition for 14 years. So he really has made history. It's uh, it's got us thinking about other players that we may have seen make an appearance in English football, mainly the Premier League, uh, went on to pastures new, suddenly popped up in the Champions League, reminded us exactly why we wanted them in the first place. Why didn't they do it over here? Uh, starting with you, Hayley. Well, I'm going to go for a man who's won the Champions League three times. Firstly, with Manchester United in 2008 and then with Barcelona in 2009 and 2011. But uh, left Manchester United, and I think Sir Alex Ferguson said of Gerard Piquet, it was the one that got away. He should have kept in. Um, let him go and play for Barcelona. He'd played for Spain from the under-16s right up to the under-21s and now um, a real part of that uh, Spanish national side. He was a brilliant player for Manchester United. I really enjoyed watching him. Uh, now that we've not got Rio Ferdinand or Nemanja Vidic and the defence is looking terrible and has been a bit dodgy for the last few seasons, we could have done with a player uh, like Gerard Piquet. He made his debut for Manchester United back in October 2004. It was uh, actually as a replacement for John O'Shea who was injured at the time. His full day debut came in 2006 and wouldn't it have been nice to have had him at the club since then? Maybe he wouldn't have been the player that he would um, had he not have gone to Barcelona, got a bit of confidence but he, he returned back to Barcelona, a club that he had supported uh, as a child his middle name is in fact uh, actually Bernabeu, believe it or not. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. That is his uh, middle name, whose middle name is Bernabeu. Um, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it really is. Um I'll tell you the story about his family history, but maybe not in this podcast. It's a long story. You can just Google Gerard Piquet because he comes from football royalty, practically, uh, with his family stemmed in the history of both Barcelona and other Spanish sides, uh, although that's Catalonian. He actually made his um, scored his first goal for Barcelona in the Champions League group stages uh, against Sporting Lisbon in that 5-2 win. Another player who's playing for Sporting Lisbon right now, who used to play for Manchester United, he's currently on loan, is Nani. 
He's doing brilliantly. Mm. Played in two Champions League games and scored in both of them. Lots of Manchester United players. Don't quite cut it there, but do brilliantly elsewhere. Paul Pogba is one of those. And I think Diego Forlan was one who sprung to mind. Brilliant in the Champions League and playing for Atletico Madrid, but didn't quite cut it in the Premier League. Wow, links ahoy there from you, Hayley. We came full circle with that. Um, I'm going to go to the Europa League. Stefan Mbia, he spent uh, a season at Queen's Park Rangers before he was loaned out to Sevilla. When he was at QPR, he didn't exactly crown himself in glory. On his fourth game, he managed to earn a three-match ban for hitting out at Thomas Vermaelen. He scored how many goals in 29 games? Zero. That's right, zero goals in 29 games for Queen's Park Rangers. Quickly loaned out to Sevilla where he did crown himself in glory because in the first leg of the Europa League semi-final last year, he scored with a back heel. So not just scored, but scored very impressively as well. Uh, The side went on to achieve a 2-0 home win. In the second leg, he scored a headed winning away goal in the fourth minute of added time. So he was the added time hero to take Sevilla into the final. They subsequently won the final in a shootout and he was very much a hero of that game. He was uh, selected to be in the 18-man Europa League team of the year for 2014 along with a couple of his teammates so definitely definitely raised the ranks there his severe deal is now permanent he's scored two goals so far in the Europa League and has a total of three goals in four appearances for Sevilla so far this season not bad for a defensive midfielder Well, I'm going to keep mine brief because we have got a countdown clock ticking. We have to keep this show to 20 minutes. Uh, I'm going to finish with a former Chelsea player. Now, this player's name popped up when I was looking on the HTC football feed because on European nights, so whether it's Champions League or Europa League, you can follow the HTC football feed and it'll tell you different bits and pieces, who've scored, little bits of info. And I saw this name pop up and I thought, oh, Chelsea fans will be just writhing over that Kevin De Bruyne who just didn't have an impact he didn't really go down well at Stamford Bridge Um, he was tried out quite a few times but he sought a permanent move away got one ended up after a couple of loan moves at Wolfsburg scored for Wolfsburg against Lille in the Europa League this season not only that I now also follow on my blink feed the Bundesliga matches and results and I went through double checked you know what in eight games he's had five assists in the Bundesliga as well so doing spectacularly there Kevin De Bruyne um, missing at Chelsea but very much there and alive at Wolfsburg Um, we're going to finish there ladies thank you very much a reminder that if you'd like to enter our competition to win tickets to see Arsenal against Anderlecht that's at the Emirates Stadium you can go to our website offsiderule-europeanfootball.com we wish you all the best in answering the question there it's just that Arsenal's top goal scorer last season if you know that use the hashtag HTC Offside if you're entering via Twitter and we'll find you that way won't we girls? You will. Hashtag HTC offside. <laughs> How could you get it wrong? Um, and uh, also in a few days time you'll see our review show podcast. Lindsay and I are hoping to sneak along to see Spurs so we'll let you know how we get on. We will do. Um, it's interesting that we're flagging that up when we haven't actually secured it. It could be <laughs> hashtag fail. <laughs> we'll see. Bye for now. Terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website. Offsiderulepodcast.com Sports Social Podcast Network.